Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC. We are back with it. Yes, sir. What's going on, family? You know, I'm just literally basking in, um, you know, it, it's it's important for us to really try to convey how we feel to our audience. And I, I really am basking in a lot of the feedback and impact that our words are having to you all. And I think, you know, Elsie, you and I are an example of what taking a step of uh, a leap of faith looks like, you know, thankfully we're not doing this to pay bills or we're not doing this to get a certain level of influence. We're just doing it because we know it's something that God has put on our heart. So we hope if, if nothing else as beyond uh, juxtaposing your current realities, we hope, we hope that, this inspires you like to hear from two imperfect men who can pour into you. We hope that this inspires you to lean into what God is calling you to do, leaning and in, leaning into those, those, those whispers that are, you know, directing you to do something that seems bigger than you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you and I LC have found that it, it definitely serves a bigger purpose and has impact bigger than we could have even imagined. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So want to welcome you all back in, if you have not been around, we have been talking about the fight, and it is uh, a series of good episodes. And we 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 snuck in an interlude episode. Hope you guys really enjoyed that. Followed up with some really strong content to follow. Um, but we really want to underscore, you know, that this spiritual battle we all experience in this earthly realm, Absolutely. whether we would like to admit it or not, and it truly doesn't matter. You know, I think you had mentioned in one of our episodes, some people may not go to church. Some people may not fully understand this Christianity thing. And guess what? It doesn't even matter. It's all good, baby. Exactly. (laughs) It it doesn't matter. And it it, it doesn't even matter even if you've been doing this for a long time. It doesn't matter if you've been going to church. This whole, you know, essence of what we're talking about, uh, it, it impacts us all. And the spiritual battle is truly a part of the very existence that we just cannot escape. Um, So if you haven't tuned in, um, we really want you to because we believe it's incredibly important, particularly as we think about the severity of living life casually, blindly, unintentionally, and the risk of operating purely through the flesh, doing what is innate. So I'll pose a a question, a scenario, for example, if you had a friend, a child, close colleague, someone that you care for, and if you knew that they were in jeopardy of of risking their very life, wouldn't you warn them? Mm. If you had a level of insight, perspective, that could really help someone that you cared about wouldn't you try to convey the important reality to them? So, for example, I've attended college. LC has attended college. Many of mm-hmm. you have attended college or, or done other great things that have helped you be where you are today. So thinking of, for most of us, traditionally four years of school, wouldn't you typically want to warn that loved one of the importance of what actually happens after those four years, Yeah, right? <laughs> those four years while you're there, it, it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. You're living your best life. You're doing, you're, 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 you're moving to the beat of your own drum. But little do they know 
what they do in that short period of time that feels like eternity in the moment, mm-hmm. what they do has immense implications to the life they will live after that very temporary yet permanent feeling chapter ends. As a reminder, Elsie and I, we are doing this out of the pure pursuit of spreading the word of God. And for me personally, as a 33-year-old man, it genuinely pains me to see God's people live well beneath what God has intended for them. Even if you're that person who's listening and your life looks good on the surface, I want to remind you guys that this is a podcast intended to juxtapose what's on the surface, to see what's on the other side, to dive deep and to challenge the status quo way of living that our world presents to all of us. So with that being said, we're now going to talk through a topic that will most definitely require you to fight your most innate thought. So Elsie, I will let you kind of ease us into it. Yeah, bro. First off, man, um, I I loved your your intro. Again, talking about the fruit of the spirit of what we've been able to digest from the feedback from, from the audience and understanding that we're all in this unique fight. And I think that's, and I want to keep going back to, we have these conversations, you and I, frequently because it's a part of who we are in our relationship. And mm-hmm. to be given the opportunity to share it with others, it is a, a, a blessing. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today because, again, whether you go to church or not, this is an experience that you're going to have, right? This mm-hmm. thing called life. And even as you talk about being in college and being able to warn myself, if I could have really warned myself about what I really had waiting for me based on my decisions and actions, mm-hmm. whew, that would have been a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, but and at the same time, I think this is a great segue to the topic that we have today mm-hmm. about lying to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was asking you guys, you know, in the audience, if we was able to be real personal, you know, real transparent, no judgment mm-hmm. zone, all that good jazz. I would ask you guys, and I would be really curious to know what you guys would say, but what have you ever lied to yourself about? Mm-hmm. And like, really think about that. Nobody else but you. What have you told yourself you just knew was a lie? You may not at that moment knew it was a lie, but as you reflect, you're like, I, I was full of crap, right? Um, and when you think about it, what was that subject matter? Like, what's the mm-hmm. first thing that comes top to mind when you think about that? Is it Maybe when you were in a relationship that should have ended months ago, but due to comfort and excuses, it caused you to stay. Or maybe it was a promotion that you should have been fighting for. But because you didn't feel valued at your company, you got overlooked once or twice, uh, you, you made some excuses and made statements like, you know, there was no point. Or how about telling yourself you're not loved because your spouse your kids, they didn't make you feel as appreciated as you hoped, right? So now let's ask ourselves, what are the results of these lies? Like when we tell mm-hmm. ourselves these lies, like what do, what do we gain from it, right? And, and I think transparently, whether we lie to ourselves once about a situation, frequently about a situation, I think we still have to ask ourselves, how many blessings have we potentially blocked mm-hmm. due to the lies and the over-exaggerations of our situations that we really absorb ourselves with, right? Like how often, and this is where I think the the question gets really personable and, and you have to be very honest with yourself. How often have our internal lies helped destroy friendships, 
mm-hmm. hindered the growth in your business? How often have these lies made you feel like a failed parent, a failed spouse? Or maybe you're just that kid that feels unable to please or live up to the standard of the household that you came from. You're, you're the black sheep of the family, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Like, one thing we got to take into context, though, is that these lies that we tell ourselves, they're richly, and I do mean richly ingrained in our DNA. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, transparently, Eve is the perfect example of that. I mm-hmm. think she's one of the, uh, the first of many examples of where there was an opportunity in hindsight to juxtapose a current reality. And, and, where, and I'll take us to scripture to kind of lead into this. So in Genesis chapter three, verse one through four, says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the animals, any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat any tree from any uh, mm-hmm. fruit from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you just not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. And I just got to pause there. Like, I mean, the rest of it goes even deeper, but just pausing there, just even Listening to how the questions were phrased, it makes me think about how I phrase questions to myself. Did God really say you must not eat fruit? Mm. And then even when you attempt to juxtapose it with the reality of what God said, no, no, it's literally challenging. No, that's not Mm -hmm. true, right? And so like when you look, so like, just like Eve, right? And I think we all have had these moments. How many of us have known or have the knowledge of God's instructions, right? But the lies of the enemy mm-hmm. become louder than the wisdom that's provided, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we have to ask ourselves, what's, what's your Eve moment, right? Mm-hmm. And an easy example for me as a husband, this is one that I definitely relate to because I found myself very guilty of this. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a way that there was an opportunity for me to juxtapose how I conduct myself. Right. An easy example for me as a husband is, Let's say my wife does something, says something uh, that I am not pleased with, that that really ticks me off. I have a choice to forgive my wife for her actions. But then again, if the enemy is in my ear telling me, like, no, I have a right to be mad. Mm -hmm. I have a right to be angry. Mm -hmm. Well, then I have to understand that the results of that is going to be further division in my household. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think even... Going back to your initial question, you know, what have you lied to yourself about or even thinking about the fact that there is an adversary who right. who seeks to dismantle our lives one generation at a time. I think it we would be remiss to not acknowledge and you, you highlighted it essentially that this lying to ourself um, my, uh, concept, it's richly in, in, ingrained into our DNA. Yeah. So. I said that to say, you may be lying to yourself and not realize you are. That part. You may be adopting mindsets. You may be adopting principles, things that drive your life that are lies from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. And they can be culturally acceptable, culturally relevant. Mm. But again, 
if you could tell someone who doesn't have the perspective you have, if you could shed light, if you've seen God move in a certain type of way, wouldn't you warn someone? Mm. So we want to leverage this as a, as a sense of, 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 of not just even a warning, but highlighting our awareness to our own vulnerabilities. And I love the, the, the experience you shared being very vulnerable in your own marriage. Again, we are not perfect people. Yep. And if we fool ourselves, again, we're lying to ourselves to assume that we are. So I think we all in this moment have an opportunity to be very sincere and yeah. very genuine with ourselves. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse, verse nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And I mean, many of you who are listening right now, you may not even like that statement. You may not even want to agree with that statement. Again, juxtapose, juxtaposition. <laughs> um, but again, tapping into my spiritual grandfather, Tony Evans, again, by the way, for those who thought he, uh, he knows me, he does not. I, I, in my <laughs> mind, he is my spiritual grandfather. Um, but he has always reinforced, particularly in his commentaries, that our human capacity to deceive ourselves and to function in rebellion against God is endless, endless, particularly in light of the example you shared, Elsie, on Eve. This yeah. is this is this is stuff from the beginning. Yeah, it's important to highlight that we actually don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. And the folks who are married, I think, can speak to this a bit more uh, transparently than someone like myself. I don't have someone who is constantly showing me me, you know, yeah, in ways that, yeah, you know, yeah. that don't always feel good. But mm -hmm. we do not know ourselves mm -hmm. as well as we think we do, which mm -hmm. is why the colloquialism never say never is like a staple in this, this culture. You just never know what you may do presented in the right opportunity. I want to even go back up to Jeremiah seven, 17, verse seven. So I, I, meant, I read nine, but I want to go to seven. Seven and eight says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, uh, whose trust is in the Lord. Again, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He, verse 8, he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes. For its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And we're going to speak a little bit more about fruit, but... With that being said, as we think of our own lives, I think we have to ask ourselves, is this our genuine experience? Mm -hmm. When we have this immense amount of, think of a plant, immense amount of heat, think mm -hmm. of what that does to, to, to a plant, uh, to the soil. You know, do we remain green and fertile? Do we remain not anxious in the year of drought, do we continually exude the fruits of the spirit or are we not planted? Are we not rooted? We have this opportunity to realize that we can either be planted, rooted, despite the flight, excuse me, despite the fight required to resist the currents of life, 
Or you can convince yourself otherwise without actually having the results to substantiate what you actually believe. I'll see. I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, no, I, um, I love how you, how you put that in, in context again. And it's a powerful dive into us understanding how our lives, us lying to ourselves, it really shapes a reality that was never actually intended for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one thing that we have to take in context about lying to ourselves that is actually so devastating Mm-hmm. We don't actually think about it. It's more or less because we're so self-absorbed about what we're thinking about, what we're going through. Mm-hmm. But if we were to take a step back and ask ourselves the questions of like, who are my lives impacting? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, especially if you're a parent, you're, you call yourself a good coworker, good friend, like, and you're lying to yourself, which means you're probably not at your best state, then clearly you're probably impacting somebody else, right? Yeah. What insecurity of yours is being exposed when you lie to yourself Mm. and 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 lastly more importantly is lying to yourself again worth it like where is the value Mm -hmm. right because lying to yourself in my opinion from from what i've seen in my own life is that it's the first stage of hindering a growing relationship between god and even god's people right it's 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 just a clear reflection of how how we understand where our thoughts are, how mm-hmm. they're dominated, mm-hmm. which is why I believe it's critical for us to, again, going back to Ephesians 4, um, Ephesians 4, uh, chapter, verse 23 and 24 says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts. Put mm-hmm. on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. You can't do that without trying to renew your mind. And we have to understand renewing your mind, it shows up in your attitude. So not renew your mind, all it's gonna do is sidetrack you from your purpose because it's gonna impact your attitude. It's gonna impact how you treat people. It's gonna impact how you maneuver in life. So our attitudes, our thoughts, our heart, our heart posture, excuse me, can't be renewed without the desire to change for God's will instead of our own. Mm-hmm. And, and, and more importantly, if we're unwilling to address our thoughts, our attitudes, if we transparently just refuse to hold ourselves accountable for how we come off and how we impact others, we then got to understand that we are deliberately allowing ourselves to operate in the state of lack of awareness, right? And mm-hmm. that, to me, is a very dangerous place to be because lack of awareness is just like driving on a highway blindfolded. Right. You have no idea what the speed limit is. You have no idea who you're going to hit. Right. And and your heart posture is something that is motivated that way. Right. And so that's why bringing everything back to God in context makes so much sense. So like to illustrate that a little bit more in Psalms 139, verse 23 to 34, it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in a way of everlasting. And I'm just curious, like, have we ever asked ourselves that? I, I know for myself, I, I, that, that hasn't been my prayer all the time, my mm-hmm. entire life. I, that's not something I would always say, right? right. I, I think to an early degree, especially my earlier stage in life, that lack of awareness, 
I think that was a bedrock of my spirit, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you from personal experience that allowing lack of awareness to be the bedrock of your spiritual foundation, it only allows you to use your personal traumas as excuses for being the way that you are. Mm. You have no desire to juxtapose any experience that you're, that you're facing, right? All you would like to do and all I like to do is validate my experiences and all my validation did was it was just gasoline on a fire consuming everything and everyone in sight. Yeah. Right. And and that's because again, I wasn't mature and I had to understand, I got to change my mindset up a little bit. And you know, when you think about our nature of who we're supposed to reflect, it's supposed to look like Jesus Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you think about Philippians uh, chapter two, for example, um, if I, if I was to go straight to, Verse uh, three says, do not be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Do not look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Mm -hmm. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges He took a humble position Mm -hmm. of a slave and was born as a human being Mm -hmm. and then appeared in human form. And then he humbled himself in the obedience of God and died a criminal's death Mm. on the cross. There's no trauma that he's allowing to interfere with his purpose there. There's no excuse. There's no lack of awareness. Right. And again, going back to that, and I ended with this for that part, lack of awareness of oneself, bro, all that does, it, 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 it reveals and results in how we manage our emotions, our mental health, mm-hmm. our, our responses to wide type me experiences or how we conduct ourselves during the fight, if you will, and our ability to lie to ourselves and not have any concern about what that means, all that is is a reflection of our spiritual maturity. Yeah, and, and to the point of spiritual maturity, you, you reference renewing your mind, and, and that is done with the word of Christ. So even as you mentioned, the nature should reflect Christ, um, you know, using scriptures like Philippians, using scriptures like Psalms, Ephesians, whatever we've, we've read, is something that again, will have to be something that is consistent in your life. Elsie, mm-hmm. you have referenced how I work out six times a week in one of these past uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah. Now, if I stop, I would be a crazy person to think that I am not going to reap the implications of not working yeah. out, yeah. right? I have to be consistent and, and diligent with it. In the same way, we have to be consistent and diligent with our walk. Um, and to the point of lack of awareness, to me, it it never just ceases to amaze me. It is supported in scripture, but it never ceases to amaze my humanity. That lack of awareness is literally plaguing the body of believers. Elsie, uh, I know you have some really good questions that you're going to ask our audience, but I think before we even go there, it's imperative that we reflect on the nature of someone who is actually creating this space for God's given awareness, his wisdom, and that that which yields a life of transformation, or said another way, a life that is open to juxtapose the innate reflexes of the flesh. 
before we talk about that good example, we'll, we'll start with the not so good example. So I'll turn your attention to Galatians 5. And I'm going to read 16 through 23. This is talking about the works of the flesh versus the works of the spirit. Again, that juxtaposition. So 16 says, but if I say I walk in the spirit and you will not gratify, excuse me, but I say walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Again, back to that fight. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, again, that's the the, the person who is, and again, even before I make that statement, we're human. So, we may have made some of those mistakes before. Yep. But there's a difference between making a mistake in those areas and pursuing those things in your life. As we juxtapose that with the spirit, verse 22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, Mm. joy, Mm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. So we essentially, from a biblical perspective, have a roadmap to really highlight if we are who we think we are. And not even if we are who we think we are, but it gives us, again, that opportunity to renew our mind. As I read that literally, genuinely, sincerely just now, I thought of, and my dad will laugh, patience. I am (laughs) not that's not my strong suit. I will say God is still working on a brother. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and just being transparent to show like, these are the things that should really be helping us realize if we are lying to ourselves or not, if that fruit is actually showing up and dominating our life. And I'm not talking the beautiful diamond ring you just got in the new car Mm -hmm. and the promotion on, Mm -hmm. on your job. I'm talking about those things that have an ability to drive your life ambitions that subsequently have an impact on others. Those things that literally make you who you are, the pillars that support the foundation of the life you've built and the life you are continuing to build. So, you know, while we live in the spirit, we must again fight to keep ourselves aligned to God's will. In order to alleviate everything that happens as a result of that lack of spiritual guidance, that lack of spiritual wisdom, and the impact that it will have to our life. Really quickly, before I toss it over to you, Elsie, I wanted to share a a quote I heard from Martin Luther. Uh, And a lot of pastors have said this before. I've actually heard it from quite a few. But essentially, it says, you you cannot keep birds from flying over your head. But... 
you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. And that has been a, a, a really, uh, a really pertinent quote in my life. So as we think of the, 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 the works of the flesh, those things that are innate, those, those things mm-hmm. that go back to the days of Eve, we have to realize that the world in which we're set up in, again, there is an adversary. There are forces that work for us and those that work against us. Yeah. And it is important that we know and acknowledge we can't avoid all those things from, you know, coming to our mind or those lies right. trying to cause strife in, in our careers, our, our marriages, our, you know, in, in whatever. But while you may not be able to avoid those things from popping up in your head, you do have an ability to keep those things from building strongholds in your mind. Those things that can eventually poison your soul. So this is a fight that is worth fighting. And in order to ensure that you're not that college student who's living your best four years and to then eventually realize that I'm broke, I have no home, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I can't feed myself, like to avoid, and I'm using that as an analogy, but to avoid having severe implications even if we don't even realize we're experiencing them yeah it's important that we are diligent in this walk no absolutely bro and i love what you said about the first thought or you're not being able to avoid certain thoughts um but having to juxtapose it as you're kind of going through it so i got a question actually for you um if i was to tell you that your first thought was a lie due to the natural nature of being a human. What would your response be to that? My response only would be what it is because of what has informed and shapes my life. So I know going back to Galatians, uh, excuse me, going back to Jeremiah 17 verse nine, I know my heart is deceitful above all things. I know it's desperately sick and I know I can't even understand it, which is why I have to consistently diligently and when i don't i see the impacts of the flesh yeah i have to consistently and diligently juxtapose my reality so i i would agree with you i yeah. would humbly yeah. humbly let me say it for for, for those in the back <laughs> i would humbly recognize that you're telling the truth yeah and, and you know and that's and i love how you said humbly have to say that because that's something that i've had to ask myself and it sucks frankly to mm-hmm. you know break yourself down in that manner but even for the audience i would i would say ask yourself is my first thought to myself when i'm experiencing something is it a lie right because if you take that time to juxtapose your life for just a moment and i would encourage you guys to even ask god to help you be honest with yourself like if you don't know what to pray about ask him to help help me just see myself for who i truly am right cuz this is not a time for judgment mm-hmm. I, I, I like i can't emphasize this enough if you are a person that lacks awareness if you're a person that 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 even finds yourself in a place where you know you're not executing your life in the manner you should be in don't judge yourself. It's nothing to be ashamed right. about. Absolutely. This is a time for opportunity to change mm-hmm. and to renew. So with that, I just got a few questions I want to leave the audience with to really think about in the sense of lying to yourself versus what, you know, because one thing to think you do something versus actually doing it, right? So right. like one of those things are I would ask you guys, like, are you really a good supportive friend, right? Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we all claim that we're good friends, but 
are you really a good friend or are you only available when it's convenient? Right. Right. Uh, or how do you respond to negative feedback, whether that's from your mother, a coworker, mm-hmm. your child, your spouse? Like, what is your mm-hmm. innate response? Are you a, do, would you classify yourself as a forgiving person? And if you are forgiving, who have you forgiven? Right. Have you can you identify that there's nobody in your life that you have had some form of wedge with? And if so, what are you going to do about it, if anything? Right. Do I really support my husband in the same manner that I claim to be in this honorable, loving and doting manner? Do Mm -hmm. I leave my home as the man that I'm supposed to be versus what I think I should be? And lastly. For those of us that do go into the church. When we talk and praise God in the house of the Lord, do we use that same energy? Do we have that same devotion mm-hmm. when we're at home, when we're at work, mm-hmm. when we're in the car? Right? Because the reality is, guys, we can't figure out how to navigate this journey called life on our own understanding, on our own strength. Say and, again. And, and, and it just brings me back to what we dropped from a scripture standpoint, episode one, Proverbs 3. Verse five and six, mm-hmm. trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. Let me say it again. Mm-hmm. Lean not mm-hmm. on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen. I, yeah. And I think one thing I said in the first episode as well was how many times do you actually not lean on your own understanding? And yes. I think in this yes. moment of understanding the context of what we talked about, yeah, there is a potential that you could feel more confident about your answer than you should. Yeah. So as a gentle wrap up to this topic, I want to dive into James and we've actually used this, this scripture in one of our former episodes, James chapter one. And I want to just go to uh, verse 23 and 24. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. Chapter, excuse me, verse 24. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. So I use that to say from this podcast episode or or series of episodes to what you are feeding i hope you are feeding yourself with you know on a on a weekly basis outside of sunday mm-hmm. if if those things are relevant in the moment and then you kind of just walk away and forget it mm-hmm. you're only doing yourself a disservice so i i really want us to do some some homework this week like let's dive into some of the scriptures right and i i'll just leave you with Jeremiah 17, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Remind yourself of these things. Then jump into Galatians 5, 16, read the fruits of the spirit versus the fruits of the flesh Mm. and really ask yourself, what can I do more of? What do I need to do less of Mm. to ensure that I'm living a life that is not a lie? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. We will see you next Friday. Again, the episodes will only get better. We'll only build, only will be more life-bearing, more fruitful. So set those notifications on your podcast app. And until next time, this 
is juxtaposition.